everyone to voice of the valley here in the horn chrysler dodge jeep ram studios i'm your host dave bell 428-9494 that's the phone number 928-428-9494 happy friday everybody hope you're having a good day my car said it was 31 degrees as i was coming in and uh, that's just not necessary I, I find that uh, cruel. That's it. Just look. If if we lived in an area where the ground needed to freeze, so that the snowpack would would you know build up and then irrigate the land as as snow does in the Midwest, then yes, we have to have those thirty one, thirty two, thirty degree days freeze that ground. I get it. That is not the case here. So therefore. <laughs> Whoever is doing this is just mean-spirited. That's that's my thought. I'm with you on that. I don't like the cold. Uh, that voice here, Jennifer Labram. She's with the Graham County Health Department. We talk mental health whenever Jennifer is in. And it is the holidays. And uh, I think it used to be the worst-kept secret among law enforcement and medical personnel that this was the time of year when mental health crises occurred. Now I think the world at large understands that, correct? I Well, we all know that we experience more stress at the holidays for, for multiple reasons. Um, but I will say, I just read an article last night. According to the CDC, it's a myth that suicide rates increase during the holidays. They actually decrease during December. Really? Yes. We We do know there's more... There's more domestic uh, activity just because you're around family. Right. right. So uh, and if if anything triggers anyone, that's when we tend to see physical altercations. Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm assuming that's uh, stress induced as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Stress induced. So it's interesting. Actually, the the warmer months, at least in in the United States, um, are, are higher for our suicide rates. So, Do we have any idea on, on cause and effect? Um, no, not. I mean, I guess it would all just be guesses at this point. But they do say that they, they do think that the holidays sometimes offer a protective factor um, because some people do look forward to the holidays and that's what gets them through for a little bit longer. I know we here, Arizona, New Mexico, Southern California, are the opposite of the Midwest, Northeast. We stay indoors during the summer. We go outdoors during the <laughs> right. winter, vice versa. You know, right. um, we get cabin fever in the summer. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm a, could that be a contributor as more people move to the Sun Belt? It, it could be. Um yeah, I, I think there could be several theories, but that could that could definitely be one of them. Okay. Uh, all right, but it is the holiday season. It is a stressful time. Money's always an issue. Money's money's an issue when everything's going good. <laughs> money's always an issue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm assuming uh, the holiday and the pressure on gift giving exacerbates that. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. It does. And so, you know, nothing, nothing is worse than paying off bills from the holidays in July still. Um, and so one of one of the tips for the season is make a budget and stick to it. Um, gifts don't have to cost. You can do a cookie exchange or a recipe exchange. Um, a uh, let's see, I've got to look at my notes now. But you can decide to do you know a secret Santa instead of getting everybody a gift. You can exchange names. There's lots of different ways to go about it. You can use your talents, make something for them. Um, One of my favorite things to do is print out a nice picture um, that is meaningful to that person and make that the gift. And so it's not worth your mental health to go over budget and then stress about it for months and months later. Do we, I don't even know if there's any study for this. Do larger families find themselves with less stress? And and the reason I ask that is I'm thinking of a family with eight kids, Mm -hmm. which in the Gila Valley, not unusual. Uh Yeah. Um, The reality is each kid's probably going to get one gift as they're growing up Mm -hmm. for Christmas. Um, Whereas if you're a single child, uh, you know, like me, or or you only have two, Um, chances are they're going to get multiple gifts and it's a little easier to go overboard when, when you're buying for just one or buying for one or two. For sure. Yeah. And, and I really, I'm amazed by the folks that tell me they have 50 grandchildren. (laughs) Um, and and it's like, wow, I can't even imagine because I'm going overboard with my one. (laughs) Um, so I'm wondering if that actually helps in this arena. I, it could, you know, I, that's, that's a good point that I had never thought of. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe, you know. <laughs> we'll have to, we'll have to take a poll. We'll see. Well, if, <laughs> if, if the person with eight kids is anything like me with two, I made sure that each got the same dollar value. Yes. That's how we do it too. Yeah. Cause Lord knows they would tell me if it wasn't. They added up for you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I'm assuming that would be much the same, except for the very little ones who right. are just happy to get a Barbie Ex- or whatever. Isn't that yeah. nice? <laughs> yeah, I miss those days. I do too. <laughs> just one Hot Wheel car. My grandson is so happy. $1.98, you got it. Oh, those are the days. Yeah. Yes. Um, so what can we do to reduce as best as possible the stress? Because the stress is there. It is. It is. We, we can't ignore that fact. There's pressure to attend events and to spend money and to meet expectations. Um, th- so there, there is stress. Um, but one of, the, one of my top things on my list is give your permission to say yes to the things that you love and no to the things that you don't. And, and set those boundaries for yourself. Um, make a list maybe before the holidays about the things that you really want to do. And do them. And and then don't pressure yourself to attend the things that you don't enjoy. Um, another tip is to anticipate your stressors. If you know that a certain individual stresses you out. or Oh, there's always that uncle. <laughs> there's always that uncle. Or a certain event stresses you out. Um, plan ahead and uh, 
Give yourself a reason to exit early. Research shows that if you go in to an event with a reason to leave early, you're more likely to leave early. So if, if that's your goal, then plan ahead and, and have your reason prepared. You talked about uh, giving yourself permission to say no. Yes. Which is, it took me a long time to figure that out, and I did. And, and now I'm quite happy with it. But the average person is still taking on a lot of outside pressure on some of those things. Yes. Uh, I don't want to go to Aunt Genevieve's uh, <laughs> Christmas, you know, at her house. Right, and, right. Or, or Uncle Frank's, you know. Yep. But there's mom or there's my siblings or or Uncle Frank and Aunt Genevieve who are yelling, you know, why yes. aren't you coming? Um, how, how do you deal with that part? I mean, it's... It, it took me a long time to be able to say, you can yell all you want, I'm not changing. And then ultimately, they stopped yelling because they didn't care anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it takes a while. It does. So again, my suggestion is plan ahead. If there is if there is an event that you need, you really have to be at, um, have, have a plan for how you're going to handle when things... Um, start to stress, to cause stress for you. Um, you can say, you know, I I want to watch my weight during the holidays. And I'm going to just take a, brick, a brisk walk for 15 minutes. Or um, it's getting a little hot in here. I'm going to step outside. So make some escape plans, if you will. Um, also have kind of a support person, whether they're actually there at the event with you um, or they're not at the event, maybe they could give you a call during the event <laughs> just to check in, see how things are going, possibly give you an excuse to leave if, if you need to. But planning ahead and making um, a list of the things that you anticipate to, to stress you out can, can help in your planning. My wife has offered to do that for me at long council meetings. She's a good woman. <laughs> yeah, long town council meeting. She said, look, I'll make a call. And I'm like, no, it's my job. I got to do it. Um, I, she also says that I'm very good at checking out. Um, <laughs> I can be somewhere and not engage. That exactly. So it's it's kind of up to you if you can tolerate, you know, your surroundings and things like that, or if you need to make an escape, even if it's just for a break, and then to come back and and reengage somewhat. But but have a plan. Now my disengagement can be viewed as rude. Uh, and I would imagine there are a few, more than a few people who have thought that. Mm -hmm. um, I've gotten to the point where I don't care. <laughs> That's one way to deal with it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't. You can think I'm rude. I'm just not going to engage. Um, but the average person, look, I obviously I have mental health issues. Let's just be honest <laughs> with that. The average person cares what people think. Absolutely. And yeah. and and honestly, we kind of need to as a society. Right. Because when we none of us care what each other thinks, that's when everything breaks down. Right. Um I I've just because of my position, I've had to learn let it flow mm -hmm. off my back because otherwise I'd be under my bed all day because somebody's <laughs> complaining about something. Of it's course. just the nature of it. Police are the same way, doctors are the yep. same way. You have to at some point just say, fine, whatever. Right. Um but the average person doesn't doesn't and probably shouldn't be so callous. Mm -hmm. So are there any tips for them on how to slowly get themselves to the point where they can step away 
and not feel guilty. Because that's the thing is you the feel guilt. guilty. Yes. Yes. So again, we go back to back to my tip number one is just giving yourself permission. You're the only one who can make you feel guilty. And so you have to give yourself permission to set those healthy boundaries and um, to stick with them. Um, it's, it's okay to leave early. It is. It's okay to not meet expectations. Um, if And again, as I said, plan ahead, make your excuses ahead. Um, one of the tips was when, as soon as you walk in, say, oh, I'm, this is so lovely. I'm so glad I can be here. I've, I'm going to have to leave at such and such time and just kind of make that announcement when you go in so that everybody's expectations are already set, um, which again, makes it much easier for you to leave when, when you would like to. Um, there are going to be, because it is, we are, it's a perpetual election season now. It does n- it does not end, and it's it's a joke about the crazy political discussions around the holiday table, but it's now reality. It is. It is, and and we're going to be dealing with folks that we may or may not agree with. We love them. Mm-hmm. We we certainly don't want to see pop pop go away. <laughs> But Pop-Pop may, be, may not be saying the things that we agree with. Right. Yes, absolutely. How do we deal with that while maintaining a lower stress level? Because that's easy to get. It's really easy to get, get riled up. up. Yep. yep. About politics. Again, so planning ahead and making that list of stressors. You know if a certain topic comes up and it's going to trigger you possibly that you have your escape plan. I'm going to take a a walk. I, you know, I need to stretch my legs, make that escape plan prior to going there, knowing what your triggers will be and, and use it and, and stick, stick with your plan. Let's talk a little bit about the post-holiday blues Mm -hmm. because they do occur. As you said, some people look forward to this. They may be struggling, but they look forward to the holidays. That's going to get me over the hump because I just love the season and I love the music and and the decorations and I feel better. And then comes January right? and February where February even worse if you don't have somebody special on Valentine's Day just I agree. punches you right in the jaw. I agree. Um, how do you deal with the post-holiday blues? So I think um, some of the ways that you deal with the post-holiday blues is, again, managing your stressors during the holidays. Sometimes we overindulge, we don't get enough sleep, um, and we and we literally are physically run down by the time January hits. And so that can definitely contribute to those holiday blues is, our, is not taking care of our physical well-being. Um, and so, so... Don't use the holidays as an excuse to throw all your good habits out the window. Continue eating healthy. Continue going to the gym. Keep your doctor's appointments. If you're in therapy, don't cancel your therapy appointments during the holidays. Continue to go. Um, December is not a cheat month. It, no, there is there is no cheat month when it comes to our health, right? So I think that's one way to battle those holiday blues is to take care of ourselves during December. Uh, but they're still going to be there. Yes. I mean, because uh, whatever we're looking forward to, I don't care if you're looking forward to the next big movie or uh, a concert. You're you're excited and you're, you're built up. If you're a collector of whatever, uh, Hummels or plates or spoons, mm-hmm. um, 
you find the one you've been looking for, there's a little bit of letdown after you see, go, collect, whatever it is. Right. Um, it just, it's natural. And if the holidays are your thing, and there are people, this is their hobby. Yes. The holidays are their hobby. Well, that's that's kind of rough to deal with sometimes. It is. So I'm going to sound like a broken record today, but plan ahead, knowing that you hit that slump in January or February, plan something that you do look forward to. Um, maybe it's a, a gathering with your friends or um, a small trip or something. Plan something when you know is in the past has been a difficult time for you so that you do have something to look forward to after the holidays because there is a very commonly that holiday slump. Do Does the average person then understand that there's a letdown when you're anticipating something for so long. It took me a long time to figure that out. I Did mean, it? it took me a really long time to figure out, because uh, I'm a collector, I like comic books, and I'd find that one, and then like a week later, it's like, yeah. And it took me a while to figure out, oh, okay, it was the anticipation, not the collection. Yes. It was the hunt. It was, the right. you know, it was, that's what, what I was engaging in more than having the particular item. Right. Yeah, I it's well, that's why we're having this conversation, right? Awareness and education about what our needs and our stressors are. So I'm just curious if if the average person understands it's more anticipatory than the the achievement of of whatever it is. Right. We build things up. We do. We do. Uh, In our heads. And it's always better in our heads (laughs) than in real life. Although sometimes, you know. You never know. Yeah. I, I would say my, my wedding was equal to what I thought. It was pretty good. i got to be honest. I enjoyed it. Um, that's just in case any of you tell my wife. She's not listening, but you all tell her what I talk about. 428-9494. We're going to take a quick break. Give Jennifer Labrum a chance to catch her breath, take a drink of water. She's here with the Graham County Health Department, and we're talking about mental health during the holidays. Back right after this. Welcome back to Voice of the Valley here in the Horn Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios. I'm here with Jennifer Labram with the Graham County Health Department. We're talking about mental health during the holidays. Uh, boy, if there's ever a time to focus on your mental health, this would be the one. Although realistically, it's a 12-month job. It is. Yeah. Um, during the break, we were talking about grief at the holidays. Yes. Um, and and I, I threw out there with absolutely no supporting documentation whatsoever. <laughs> It seems to me, based on 30 years of reading and writing obituaries, that many people who don't die of trauma, who aren't in an accident or something like that, die either around their birthday or around a holiday. Mm-hmm. How, how do you deal with, and I, I shared with Jennifer that my mom passed four days after New Year's, so it was right around the holidays. Um, 13 years ago, matter of fact, uh, how do you deal, how do you, grief is normal, grief is natural, but at a celebratory time and a time where you can't help but remember it, how do you get 
further along in the grieving process? You don't get past grief, right. but how do you get further along when, when it's at this time of year? Right. So the holidays can be a trigger for a lot of people in their grief. That's when someone's absence is is more pronounced when there are gatherings and and traditions. Um, you you notice someone's um, presence when they're when they're not there or you, their lack of presence. So um, some of the some of the ideas that we have for that are to continue those traditions and honor that person, um, possibly. Um, I, I know, so I run a grief group for the county and we've been talking about this. This has been a subject for the last month or so is how we're going to plan for these holidays. And some of the things that the suggestions of members in the group that they do is they set a place at the table, at the holiday table for that person to kind of honor them and remember them. And for some, that's helpful. For some other people, that that might make it worse. You know, you kind of have to figure out what what is helpful for you and what is not because it is not the same for everybody. Um, but anticipating that sometimes we our anticipation makes our um, anxiety, our grief worse um, by just our expectations. Um, and so know that it might be a little ugly. It, it might not be pretty during the holiday season, but you've gotten through other really difficult days and, and you will get through the holidays. Um, so allow yourself to, to, to grieve and for it to not be pretty during the holidays. Um, you can choose to celebrate the holidays or not. You can choose to decorate or not. I suggested that if you're not feeling up to it this year, but you feel like you should Put one decoration out that's meaningful to you and see how it makes you feel. If it makes you feel worse, take it down. Don't do decorations. If you enjoy it, put up more. But but start small and, and s- test the water. See how you feel. Sometimes we think we're going to feel one way and then, and then we don't, um, especially in our grief. Our grief can be so um, disorienting and confusing. You mentioned set a, ta- set a place at the table, and I immediately went to my phone because I, I had to Google this. That's a Jewish tradition, mm-hmm. but I thought it was for Hanukkah. It turns out it's for the Passover Seder. Mm-hmm. You set a place for Elijah. Mm-hmm. I was not aware of that. I, I knew there was set a place, um, but I had never heard that with with uh, with non-Jewish tradition. Uh-huh. So Yeah, I, I had a member of uh, our grief group bring that up, that she lost a nephew, um, and holidays was his favorite time. Um, and so they wanted to honor that it was his favorite time, not, not forget him during the holidays, but let's remember how much he loved this and how happy he was during the holidays. And so setting that place for him helped their family to, to honor his memory. And if it, as you said, if it works for your family, great. If it doesn't, don't do it. Right, right. You know. Everybody's grief journey and processing is different. Uh, how do those dealing with grief explain to the average person who's who's thinking get over it? Right. Because some. Oh boy, my generation just get past it. Yep. Yep. You know that's what you do. You just get past it. Well, you don't get past it. No, you live with grief. Right. So so for those that are dealing with grief, how do they communicate effectively mm-hmm. um, with those that are uh, she's sad again? Well, yeah, she's sad again because she lost someone. Right. 
right? How, how do they, especially at this time? It is hard for those who have not lost someone close to understand really you it's unless you've been through it, it's difficult to understand what somebody is really going through. Um, but I think just being open and honest about it, not trying to hide our feelings that actually makes our, our grief more difficult when we try to hide our feelings. So be open and honest about that and, and give, again, give yourself permission to to not meet others' expectations. You decide what's important to you during this holiday season, and then you communicate that to others. Conversely, is it fair to tell the person dealing with that grief, I don't share what you're going through, so therefore don't have an expectation of me to immediately you know, go with you on whatever you're doing because it's not my experience. Absolutely. We have to honor differences, especially during the holidays. Again, some people love the holidays. Some people hate the holidays. It kind of depends on, you know, your past, right? Everybody's history is a little bit different and, and it colors are, are present. Um, but yeah, we need to honor differences. And, and again, let those expectations of ourselves and others go during the holidays. I think that's one of the things that can ruin holidays the fastest is expectations. Uh, I remember one of our sons, uh, when he was growing up, his favorite line was, you don't understand, Dad. <laughs> oh, that's every teenager's I favorite know, line. <laughs> but more than the others. I mean, our <laughs> oldest really never really never threw that one at us. But uh, but one of the one of the kids did. You just don't understand. It's like, no, we really do understand. <laughs> You're not hearing us. And, and that can be tough. Yes. So I'm thinking of the person who's really struggling with their grief and, and expecting those around him or her to, to just fall in line with how they're processing their grief. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and to which the average person is going to go, no, I understand. I'm just not sharing that grief with right. you at this moment or that level of grief. Yes. Yes. Um, and, and that's, I think, where conflict comes in often. Right, right. And so setting those expectations aside of what you expect of someone else, that's when we get let down. That's when we get our feelings hurt. Let go of the expectations for other people. You plan your grief. You plan how you're going to deal with the holidays and let other people do the same. Um, it's, it's really about giving yourself permission to celebrate or not and giving other people to uh, the same permission to celebrate or yeah, not. Yeah, you can't, you can't be uh, angry that somebody's having a good time at a holiday party. Right, right, exactly. Because they're not going through what you are. Right, right. So. Uh, it, it sounds very Randian, uh, objectivist, if I may <laughs> go into the philosophical world, but it's okay to be a little selfish in this, this instance on both sides. Absolutely. A hundred percent. We have to set our boundaries and, and stick with them. It's, it's healthy to have boundaries. Um, and, and especially during the holidays, sometimes we forget those boundaries, trying to please other people or meet expectations. And, and that's where the stress comes in, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> I can think of many times when when parents and extended family expected more than I was perhaps willing to do or give. Right. And there's just that expectation. Um, yeah. It, <clears throat> excuse me. It's it's 
boy, I'm going through therapy right now with Jennifer <laughs> is what it is. Um, what else do we need to know about for the holidays? So one thing I just want to throw out there, whether you celebrate the holidays or not, during the month of December and January as well in the post-holiday slump, create relaxing surroundings for yourself. Turn on music, especially if you're lonely. Music helps to fill the space and the silence that sometimes seems kind of overbearing. Open the blinds. You know, vitamin D is, is good for us and we lack a little bit of it during the winter months. But um, just notice your surroundings and try to create your environment um, so that it's most helpful for you to, to relax. Um, just FYI, the scent of citrus, which is our, our you know, our state, we're, we're big on citrus in our state, especially during the holiday season. It is known to boost mood and feelings of well-being. And so if you, if you don't like oranges, at least peel one and just take in that scent because it can be a mood booster during the holidays and other times. I was not aware of that. Yeah. And, and it's funny, there's very, I can't think of a ton of citrus associated with holiday meals or or appetizers mm -hmm. or drinks etc mm -hmm. you know i think of mold cider and yep. cinnamon and, right you know those yeah. are those are the things i associate mm -hmm. with with the holidays. This time of year i don't think of citrus i love the smell of citrus any time of year it perks me right up but um especially at the holidays pull out that orange and peel it if you need to just get a candle <laughs> get a candle but the fresh is best i uh we had a discussion recently about uh those my age our grandparents were children of the depression mm -hmm. and so invariably in stockings that they would give us were tons of nuts and fruit yes and yes. you realize it's because they didn't have it that was a treat big treat mm -hmm. so therefore they were passing it on and you know, child of the 60s sitting there going, oh, it's not a G.I. Joe, come on, you know, <laughs> not appreciating what it was. Right. Uh, and had I realized maybe that I would be associating yeah. that because I always gave the orange back to my grandma because <laughs> she loved it. You know? Of course. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So uh, if anybody wants more information about mental health services, where do they go? So actually, I created this this handout of holiday tips, and it will be on the county's website. I will put it up on our Facebook page, and I'm also going to deliver these to the libraries around in Safford and Pima. Outstanding. Jennifer Labrum with the Graham County Health Department. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you all for listening as well. I appreciate it every single day. I'm out of here for right now, but I will be back on Monday. Until then... You guys have a great weekend. Stop and see us over at uh, Caring Hearts Groundbreaking today at 1 p.m.